Hi, everyone. This is Mitch Ashley with DevOps.com, and you're listening to another DevOps Chat Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Cameron Motovasalani. Motovasalani, thank you. <laughs> Software engineer. He's also a speaker at Armory. He has a couple of talks that are at the uh, upcoming Spinnaker Summit 2019 in San Diego. First one, uh, I guess this first one is on uh, the plugin system. And the second one is on secret management. So, Cameron, welcome to DevOps Chat. Hi, thanks for having me. Glad to have you on. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself. Introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you do at Armory and what Armory does. Oh, totally. Yeah. So, um, I'm Cameron Motobaslani. Thanks for the quick introduction. Um, let's see, I've been at Armory for about a year now. I joined and hopped feet first and started working on this secrets management project. Um, so that was pretty cool. And then now recently I've been working on this plugins system. Yeah, that, oh, that I think about sums it up. Great. Um, what, Armory, is, what does Armory do? Yeah, yeah, Armory, we, we basically have an um, enterprise offering for Spinnaker. So we have uh, some extensions that we've written on top of Spinnaker. So we don't fork and have to maintain all that. We just we extend Spinnaker mm -hmm. um, and provide uh, some extra features that way. Oh, very nice. Now, the way you phrase that, you've been working on secret management and the uh, plugin. Does that mean you're actually contributing, writing code, contributing it to the open source, or are you primarily oh. an implementer of what, what's already been built? Oh, no, that's, that's a great question. Um, yeah, for the secrets management as well as plugins, we, we're, both, we're contributing directly to open source um, for both of those projects. Awesome. Yeah. Excellent. Well, let's start with secrets management. I mean, I think we all kind of have the idea of where we're going to keep our keys, our passwords, uh, certificates, you know, all that good kind of stuff. We don't want that heading into the uh, source code management system or somewhere in the cloud or in someone's software. Tell us a little bit about uh, the secrets management part of Spinnaker and what you've been doing, which we're going to talk about. Yeah, totally. So, so uh, secrets management really came up as we started talking with customers about their Spinnaker setups and how they deploy and manage uh, the configurations for Spinnaker. Uh, as you know, Spinnaker has the keys to the kingdom, essentially. It has mm -hmm. your cluster keys and your credentials in order to deploy cloud resources that cost you money, right? Um, and those are running, the, it runs your code that your organization relies on you can't have that in source control. That is not, not good to have. No, no, uh, big no, no. That's, that's a common right. mistake. Right. I think GitHub even yells at you now if, if you have keys uh, in nice. there. So good. they've been adding nice little security features here and there. Um, people would like to move towards this idea of GitOps um, mm -hmm. so that you can manage your configuration um, via pull requests. Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a great idea and a lot of people can't do that because the keys are quite literally in the uh, con Spinnaker configurations. So we pulled those keys out and are essentially referring to them with our secrets management solution. So you can use different uh, backing stores such as uh, S3 buckets or vaults um, and store your secrets there and then refer to them in the con Spinnaker configuration uh, mm -hmm. that way. Excellent. Great. So in your talk, you're going to be walking through what you've been doing, what, uh, the functionality of it, how to implement it. Yeah, exactly. So the, that, that's right. The functionality, um, how it differs from, um, there are other solutions um, coming into open source now that tackle a slightly different use case. So discussing the differences there as well as, um, you know, the, the future uh, essentially of secrets management. Okay. 
Very good. Great. Anything else to tell us about that before we move into the plugin system? Yeah, you know, um, secrets management, it, it is about the secrets for Spinnaker in particular. It's not actually tackling the application secrets themselves. Okay. So just wanted to make that clarification. Um, and, and that's at the current time. Uh, it's, it's possible that we might have a story for that in the future. Um, but okay. the, the talk that I'll be giving is, is around Spinnaker secrets. Okay. Not application so this is just what's required to run, operate, manage the Spinnaker environment, not your application secrets. Okay, great. Well, that's an important clarification. Great. Well, let's talk about the new plugin system. Uh, what what is new about it, other than being new code? Yeah. So the the plugin system is we've been developing it as a very um, it's been a very alpha MVP uh, type feature. So right now in in open source we do have a, a method for users to create custom stages in Orca. Um, mm -hmm. There is quite a bit of knowledge and expertise that you have to have in order to do that. So I don't quite recommend doing it right now. Um, but we're building on this uh, plugin system and we'll be testing it out with users hopefully in the, in the near future. So right now there's currently no UI. Uh, but we're working on a UI, and then that should be getting open sourced as well in the future. That sounds like kind of a tough assignment. How do you create a plug-in system that anybody can do anything they want with? Because that's probably one, one of the requirements is you want a lot of flexibility. How do you go about architecting, designing that so what you're building can be extensible and you're not going to have to redo it in a year? Yeah, that's, that's such a great question. Um, because we are going with this, MVP model of just getting something working and then getting feedback on it to iterate. We actually are already planning on deprecating this first, uh, mm -hmm. let's say, method of loading plugins into Spinnaker. Um, we've we've already been doing some internal revs on it, and we've been working with the community, um, Google and Netflix in particular, on on this project. So we are going to be moving away from our current implementation into another um, full fledged plugin framework. Um, okay. And we've chosen TF4J for that. Okay. Now, I'm not familiar with that that, that framework. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So, so the, the way we currently did it, and hopefully this isn't giving too much of my talk away, but um, the way we're doing it right now is essentially shoving jars into a class loader um, mm -hmm. for, for Orca, well, via Quark. Um, so these are different Spinnaker services and libraries that make up Spinnaker. Mm -hmm. um, right now, it's a pretty dumb way of doing it, just adding uh, jars onto the class, onto a class path in order to load it on to the Spinnaker uh, Spring application context. Makes sense. Uh, pretty easy way to do it. Yeah, exactly. But like you're like you're saying, there's no uh, uh, very. It's very open ended right now. Um, we are going to, as we move to PF4J, define concrete extension points within Spinnaker so that there's actually not a sprawl of uh, extension points. There's clearly defined extension points throughout the code. Mm -hmm. um, that will help us iterate on this feature and make sure it's a good solution as we, as we continue developing it. Okay. And this is the PF4J that's on GitHub. I think it's an yeah. Apache license, right? Yeah, that, that's correct. I believe it's Apache. Mm -hmm. That's correct. And, and so moving to PF4J will give us a lot of really nice features that our current implementation implementation doesn't have, such as using a different class loader for every plugin so that it can have its own dependencies, et cetera. That makes a lot of sense. 
are, are there any unique challenges for implementing a plugin system in an environment like Spinnaker? You know, this is software to create software, software to deploy software. You know, it's not an application in and of itself. It's, it's something that you're going to make a key part of your uh, kind of tool chain, your workflow pipeline. I wonder, I wonder if there's any unique challenges that come, come about of trying to build this. Yeah, it's interesting because we have been looking at, you know, as you develop something new, you look at prior art in order to determine how to build what, what you're building, I guess, mm-hmm. <laughs> for lack of a, a, a better word. Technical, um, technical speak, I know. <laughs> that's correct. <laughs> um, so looking at something like Jenkins or Eclipse um, that both have uh, plugin systems, same with WordPress, those are all kind of monoliths, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Spinnaker is definitely a, many different microservices composed into one application. Um, essentially, we're just kind of turning it into a, a platform kind of um, by making it extensible and pluggable. But that, that is, to answer your question, uh, a major challenge is you have all these different microservices you know, depending on how you deploy and update your Spinnaker installation, they might be on different, uh, I don't want to say different versions, but if you're deploying master all the time, you, you might have different uh, set of microservices in mm-hmm. uh, production compared to if you're all running the same release um, version. So deploying plugins into that environment is not an easy task and, and how you get the versioning and how you get versioning done is, is important as well as rollbacks. When you kind of have a recursive problem here, right? Because you, you have to version control the plugin manager, which then version controls of what uh, plugins can work with it, correct? Yeah, exactly. Uh, plugins, you know, might rely on some functionality that is in one version of a microservice that's not in another version. And if you need to do a rollback, how does that work, um, et cetera. That's correct. Well, you took you, you kind of took my breath away for a moment. You scared me when you said you mentioned the WordPress plugin system. Please don't do that. <laughs> no, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I do think though that Word WordPress is an example of a project that has done very well based they on have. because it has uh, such a uh, good ecosystem of plugins. It's come a long way. It's come a long way. It's <laughs> it's much more. Uh, I don't know, not self sustaining, but kind of auto updating. Much better than it used to be. Right, right. And and we do hope to take learnings, right, from uh, past projects, let's say, as well. Absolutely. I don't mean to diss WordPress, you know. <laughs> you you, you got it every once in a while. Well, tell us a little bit about more, more about your talk. What are you going to cover then? Is this more how to use it, or you're going to lay out kind of where you're going in this next version, and you're looking for feedback? What, what are you trying to, to accomplish or get out of? What would you like to have happen in the talk? Yeah, you know, that, that's, that's a really good question. I think I, there's a lot of stuff to cover um, all the way from our journey in running and creating this project, working with the community and, and those efforts um, to showing users, hey, this is actually a nice and easy way of modifying or extending uh, Spinnaker's functionality. The idea here is to, there's, there's kind of a few ideas here um, with, this, with this project is we really want to lower the barrier of entry um, for users, particularly in enterprises, to be able to create extensions for Spinnaker. The method we chose to do this at first was a way that most users interact with Spinnaker, and that's creating pipelines and defining stages. So let's say an enterprise has some custom infrastructure at, at their business, running their data centers or in their cloud. If they want to, let's say, 
interact with that in a native, in a Spinnaker native way. Mm-hmm. You would want to have a, a stage that their users can just choose. So rather than having to learn how Spinnaker works on a very deep level, you can implement this nice simple interface and get it going. So at the end of the talk, it would be, it would be great for uh, the audience to have an understanding of how to create and implement their a plugin on their own. Oh, excellent. Well, then hopefully then you can, you're creating an audience, a community to go out and try your new, your new plugin system and the variations of it. Now you talked about using plugins as extensions to Spinnaker. Do you, do you also see this plugin system being kind of an integration interface to third-party tools, maybe other open source, other commercial tools, or is it more things that just extend the functionality of Spinnaker? Oh, that, that's a really good question. So there's, there's a push to move Spinnaker to be uh, a lean core and an expansive ecosystem, I believe mm-hmm. is, the, is the term being used. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, this goes directly towards that goal. Um, there's certain functionality in Spinnaker, the core, Spinnaker core, that doesn't quite make sense. Um, for instance, there's some um, stages that are specific to companies. Mm-hmm don't want to call Gremlin out. I think they do great work. There's a Gremlin stage in Spinnaker that should probably be a, a plugin. Um, mm-hmm. So, hey, Gremlin guys, <laughs> hit me up. Um, but no. not quite yet, maybe for <laughs> the, the end plugin system. Um, that's that evolution of software, right? I mean, that's how you get yeah. to this point where you need to do that. You need to spin things out. So it's part of its growth. That's right. That's right. Yes. Um, it would be really cool if you can have a, a Spinnaker installation where you can essentially like pick and choose which cloud providers you want to have installed and running. Um, if you only, you know, if you interact with, let's say, both Google and Amazon's cloud, maybe you don't need Oracle's cloud software mm-hmm. to be on your cloud driver. Or maybe you want to have a cloud driver in each of those data centers, uh, sorry, in each of those cloud accounts that only has the code necessary to deploy to that cloud environment. Mm-hmm. Um, so then you have a, a you know smaller attack surface, just leaner, smaller binaries, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, great. Well, I think, unless you, anything you want to add, I think you've given a really comprehensive look to kind of what that talks, both talk, talks are going to be about. Yeah, that that's, um, you know, that hopefully just getting um, the the community excited and get, get some ideas flowing, I think would be would be great with those talks. Well, and I also want to just throw in my little thanks, just to appreciate what you do and all the other contributors to the projects and software. And I always encourage people who are just using open source, and there there are folks at Spinnaker Summit who are implementing it, not writing code for Spinnaker, and uh, but talking about it at a summit like this is another way to cr- contribute to the community. So great to talk with you who are actually writing code as well. Yeah, thanks. Nice talking with you too, Mitch. Great. Well, it's been my pleasure. You've listened to another DevOps Chat podcast. I'd like to thank today's guest. It's Cameron Montevasalani, Montevasalani, software engineer at Armory. And he is speaking at Spinnaker Summit 2019. The dates for the conference are November 15th through the 19th in San Diego. And uh, Cameron uh, has two talks. His talk on the plugins is Saturday, November 16th at 2.30 p.m., and then he's also talking uh, bright and early about secrets management. Boy, you're really going to wake him up here. <laughs> Sunday morning at 9 a.m. <laughs> <Cameron>. <laughs> so, 
So, you know, maybe you serve mimosas at the, uh, the morning, the morning <laughs> talk. <laughs> so it's been my pleasure to have uh, Cameron on. And thank you to all of our listeners, listeners today for joining us. This is Mitch Ashley with DevOps.com. You've listened to another DevOps Chat podcast. Be careful out there. <laughs>